DD214 Gaming Podcast is for mature audiences only. Any videos, music, or entertainment not originating from DD214 Gaming is used and covered under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976, also known as Fair Use. Opinions expressed are our own and do not represent any DOD or U.S. government entities as a whole. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. You are no longer alone now, because we have you. Fucking there we go. Well, pilgrims, it's been another 168. So sit on down. Load up your corncob pipe. Crack a beer. Let's chew on some fucking trail dust together for a couple minutes. How about it? Right. Morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode, episode 85 of the DD214 Gaming Podcast. I love it. I love yeah, it. We're, we're back with Mike J from Running with Scissors, your friendly neighborhood infantryman Jay. Hello, hello. How's and the tech doing? guy himself. Good morning, good morning. How's everybody feeling today? Mike, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I had my coffee. I took my morning crap, and now I'm ready to talk. That's what I'm talking about. Is that like kind of? Is, is that kind of? Now, do you? Do you? Are you a? Uh, so you're obviously you're a morning crapper. So do you do it mm-hmm. before or after you drink the coffee? Is it? Do you need the coffee to kind of instigate instigate the <clears throat> evacuation procedure? Or yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on what I ate the night before. But usually, <laughs> I don't wake up feeling like I gotta move. I wake up feeling like I gotta eat. Then I get about halfway through my coffee and I'm like, fuck. I gotta go. So then I go. Yeah. Nice. 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 And how much soon after do you hit the bidet? Just depends, man. I mean, you know, like the, the classic sense of the bidet is that you use it to clean yourself afterwards. But the truth is you actually use it while you're going to help the movement. <clears throat> like really? you spray your ass. Well, yeah. If you spray your ass, water's going to get in your ass. And if water get in your ass, it's got to come out. So it's kind of like uh, an <laughs> enema. It kind of helps move. I have got to it's fucking I have got to try this shit. 
I have got to buy a cheap one, man. They're like, you can get like a $30 one on Amazon. They're amazing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, you just, uh, you just like, attach them to the water. You can it's actually like, the with, uh, like uh, dash cams for your car now. It's like, they're so cheap. It's like, especially for like insurance purposes, it's like, you're kind of dumb if you don't have them at this point. You know what I mean? Exactly. Hey, exactly. hey tech guy, your, uh, your, your narrator voice is back on. <laughs> Fucking damn str- shit. <laughs> 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 tech guys can't be right all the time so <laughs> no our typically typically on the on this show our, our producers are always like a half a step away from being fired in general anyway so that's that's kind of the running know, joke you know so yeah that's that's how we operate too right everybody's half out the door and, all the time and <laughs> on our show typically jay's a quarter of a step away from being fired but you know <laughs> I, 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 not by things. us, and not by us. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll just you know that's I'm I'm telling you, man. Like I'm, I've been, I've pu- I pushed the envelope a few times on here, so we'll see. A few. We'll see <laughs> hey, now, hey, Mike, I'll tell you what. Now that I'm out of like officially out of the army, like I can say whatever the fuck I want now. That that's the re- that's the real problem. Is I, 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 congratulations, I to, congratulations. I, yeah, yeah. I was, I was. I, it was time. It was time. Yeah, I um, okay. I, I did. You know, um. For, for joining as late in life as I did, uh, making it almost 12 years, it was, um, I have nothing to be ashamed of, put it that way. Nothing to be ashamed yeah. of. That like, It wasn't wasn't exactly how I wanted to necessarily step away, but it was necessary. And I get to spend a lot more time with my kids and, and my beautiful girlfriend. And, you know, speaking yep. of which, freaking shout out to my goddess and my queen, dude. Like, she's probably listening in uh, from uh, Omaha, Nebraska right now. So I love you, baby. Like, so yeah, freaking. Aww. We're listening. We're watching. Uh, wait, no, she would be listening and watching. We would not be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also am listening and watching and participating. So. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, man. I'm glad that you came back on. It's been fun since you last came on. Um, what one thing that I, one thing that I want to say that I'm very um, I did a lot of research. I'm very um, congratulations on the port. Congratulations on everything that that 25 years of postal yeah. you know you you know Congrat- absolutely congratulations for that that is that is pretty epic and that's like i you know me, me and you go a, a little ways back mike so you know I, I like keeping i like keeping up with the old homies and and yeah. you know having, having watched this almost from the beginning knowing that you were involved and you were a big part of it has been i you just made us all really proud like all the all the uh the hometown, the hometown freaking brothers, dude. Like you've made all of us like super fucking proud, bro. And I'm still here. I'm still and in you're Tucson. Still fucking yeah. Here. yeah. And, and there's uh, so many. Yeah, I, and there's... I, I, I gotta ask: Are you are you ever gonna move away from Tucson? I gotta ask. <laughs> I like, don't know, that's... man. You know, we've talked. Me and the wife have talked about it so many times, and it's like uh, we can, but you know, I've just I don't want to have to come back here so much. Like my brother had kids, and my parents are older, and she's got a big mm. family around here. I mean. It's possible that we move to like Phoenix or Scottsdale or something just to be, you know, Preston. a short drive away. But yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, as much as we'd like to live in San Diego, or it's, it's just not probably not going to happen on a permanent basis. Uh, she is right. changing her job right now, so it is possible that we will be able to travel more for longer periods of time. Right? Like, kind of my whole goal for years has been to like go live in a town for a few months right like go live in Playa del Carmen for three months because I can do that I, that's the, the freedom that we have as a remote studio she hasn't had that freedom because she's kind of been a nine-to-fiver but 
she's switching industries right now. So that might be possible next year. Cool. Absolutely. That, that's, yeah. our, uh, that's, a big our, life, uh, that's a big life step too. Yeah. Our, mm-hmm. Well, I was just going to say uh, our mutual, our mutual friend, uh, me and Mike's mutual friend and uh, uh, former guest here on the show, uh, Pablo, Pablo Martinez. Mm, Pablo. Uh, he did, he did two years, uh, separately, uh, apart from each other, but he did a one, one year each teaching English in Spain. So he did basically what he did, basically what you're talking about, uh, yeah. for a year, uh, two separate times, uh, as you know, I think it was in his twenties and uh, that, that would be not gonna lie to you. That sounds pretty fucking dope. Like that'd be that, that's, oh, yeah. that, that's the dream, right? Just to yeah. travel, travel and see, see things and drink and know things. Right. Like, well, and it, this might get a little morbid, but, you know, there's been another issue. We, you know, we have a dog and it's kind of hard to do that when you have an animal. But my dog was recently diagnosed with lymphoma. So right. um, yeah. it's not good news at all. And it sucks. And I'm, and he's going to go through chemo. But chemo, uh, lymphoma is terminal and dogs like they don't live longer than a year. So Sorry. in a year, we might not even have that tied down to be. And it's, it's fucked up to, to say, but it's just kind of the way it is, you know. Sure. And, yeah, goddamn, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Like, anyway, to not talk about morbid things. Yes, it is the postal 25th oh, anniversary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've right. been involved. I've been involved for about 21 years now. Um, it's pretty crazy that this product is actually um, older than some of the uh, female friends I have, and uh, <laughs> it's old enough to drink. It's old enough to rent a car without paying extra fees. You know, we've lasted longer than some other significantly larger products, larger studios. Um, we're still indie as hell, and that's cool. We love living in the in the muck, but, you know, it would be cool to sell out for once. It'd be nice for this to actually make me some money instead of sure. just enough, instead of just enough to not have to worry <laughs> about it and, and be able to make games, right. which is cool. We'll keep doing it. We'll keep making this garbage as long as people keep playing it, so. Sure, sure. Well, I, I, I like the fact that, I like the fact that you know you, you know you know a winner when you've got one. So it's like you still have that option. Like if you need to milk milk the tit, you know, metaphorically speaking, like that's what you're gonna fucking do. You know what I mean? We have to. We have yeah, to. I mean, you see you see guys like Todd Howard just endlessly milking the tit, and I you yeah. know we not that we haven't milked all the milk out of the postal <laughs> two tit. It's that we would love like every day. I get <clears throat> sorry, tons of emails and, and messages on Twitter and, and TikTok and everything screaming for Postal 2 to be on console, and I just can't do it. It's Believe me, I'd love to make that money. It's just not technically possible. So the thing that we're, we didn't do, which is now in hindsight a little stupid, we remade Postal 1, which financially is a total fucking mistake. Even though it's good and and it's on it's our first game on Switch and and it's our first game on PlayStation and it's all these nice accolades, but it still has yet to make a single dollar in profit. We remade the wrong game. If we had remade Postal Two, that's actually sure. where our money's been made. Postal One never was a popular game. It's still not. I mean, it's free right. on Steam, so people can get it for free, and it's cool and it's historical and it's where we came from. Mm-hmm. But it's not who we are, and it's actually a very as compared to Postal 2, it's a it's a darker game. It's not very, like, the control scheme is really screwed up. It's just not what people liked about us. And so when we remade it, we're like, well, if we remake it, we make it look better and run on a newer engine, people are going to like it. And it's like, that's just not fucking true. And, and that's okay. It was a learning experience, and it was good for us to use the engine. 
but we really should have remade Postal 2. And, and that's how we started Postal 4's development. And we kind of decided after a few months that that was too expensive of a venture. Um, I can't say that was a mistake because Postal 4 has done all right and, and we're in a good place. But what it did do, and we decided this when we switched over to Postal 4, was when we were done with Postal 4, we would then have this massive asset base and code base that is literally all based on Postal 2 anyway. So it right. wouldn't be very hard to then Remake. retcon. Yeah, yeah, we'd use all, you know, you have everything you just about. I mean, mm -hmm. you'd have to build the, the map, you'd have to make some custom buildings, you'd have to make sure. a few custom characters. But for the most part, everything's there. So it is very likely in the foreseeable future that we will make the actual remake of Postal 2 so that that can be That'd on be PlayStation. Awesome. That'd be fucking awesome. I also, I also want to say, for anybody that doesn't know, I, I actually had the uh, the, the uh, honor and privilege of attending elementary school with this fine gentleman here. He has always he has always been this brutally honest. Okay, so if 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 you yeah. if you're looking for if you're looking for brutal honesty, go see fucking Mike because he'll tell you exactly how the fuck it is. Because like, and, but, yeah, and we need but. we need that. We need more developers who are more honest yeah. about the situations and Agreed. for us to understand. Agreed. Because if because like when I hear you when I hear you Mike talk about this, it's an honest perspective of what's going on, and you're letting us know. So yeah. it's just like okay, well we're not expecting this to come out tomorrow, broken yeah. and not working. You know, like you guys are actually taking the time to make sure it's right, to make sure it's where it yeah. needs well, to I be. Well, I can't promise it won't come out broken. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is nature of the beast well, in this and I'll industry. And it's fucked up and I don't like saying that, but it's just true. Yeah. Well, and I don't, and I don't like... I don't like, As long uh, as it's not a repeat of Cyberpunk, we'll be okay. Yeah. I well, mean, I don't we like released Postal 4 in a pretty bad state, man. I, I can't... And I'm not talking about the early access build. That was obviously shit when we put it out. The quote 1.0 build that we put out on 420 of this year um it definitely did not impress people as to why it was leaving early access and i had to try to explain to people that that's that's one of the natures of indie dev right like we are we put it in early access to fund the game early access eventually the sales trickled away they, they just keep going down until eventually you release it and then you get a big windfall of sales so we needed to do that so we could finish the game and it means that our 1.0 tag is tainted and it means that our media reviews are just trash which they probably would have been if the game was perfect so i'm not overly worried about that but it did tank our steam score because then all of a sudden you got tens of thousands of people that are playing this game assuming it's in 1.0 status they open it up and they're like this isn't fucking optimized there's bugs everywhere my game's crashing and it's like ah yes we know read the pat read the patch notes we know the game is not in a good state we just needed it to come out of early access and and that's not it's i, I can't say it's a great way to do business but it's what we had to do and we're known for 20 plus years now of fixing our crap and we have literally spent the last six months plus since release and it is in a better state right now. And we have a console porting team working on it to, to optimize the shit out of it. Because that's really all console porting is, is taking a relatively unoptimized PC build <clears throat> and cranking everything down to fit into these much smaller memory systems. So um, mm -hmm. the game runs not on a toaster right now, but it essentially runs on a significantly crappier computer. So, right. Pedro, Pedro Santos, is this one of your one of your partners? Uh, yeah, he's our yep. uh, social media manager. He does the podcast with us. And, uh, he's ah, the... yes, yes. He's the other guy with the mustache. Yes, the, uh, Rami, Rami Malik looking motherfucker. 
Tell us, Mike, I was, I was just going to say, tell us, tell us a little bit about your podcast and what you've been doing with that and like how that's been going since you, yeah, since, I mean, you since you've, you, you have graced us with your presence twice. This is twice now. And I, I, I cannot, again, thank you enough for taking the time out of your, out of your early, early Sunday mornings, you know, twice now. Uh, to oh, come yeah. with us. oh yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot. It's us, like nearly us, noon over here. <laughs> tell us. Yeah, uh, it's 915. <laughs> Tell us, tell us how things are going with your podcast and what you're doing and kind of uh, what the uh, foreseeable future uh, kind of holds uh, in, in those waters for you. Yeah, it's funny. We've been doing it for years now. <clears throat> I think I started in either 2015 or 2016, but we have less episodes than you guys. That's how consistent we are. Um, right. we, try, we try to stay consistent and then it falls apart because there's just a lot of moving parts and it's not... It's not what I would call our main um, Focus. avenue of talking to people, but I do love doing it. It's just, you know, I produce it and put it on. Pedro helps out. And then, you know, we just sort of shit out episodes when we have time. I mean, we're trying to um, do it every two weeks now. It's called the I Regret Nothing Podcast. If you uh, just look up I Regret Nothing Podcast on any of your favorite podcasting app or on YouTube, you can find it. We do the show live. Um, unfortunately we don't do that on a schedule, so there's no way to just know when to tune in to watch us bullshit. So, uh, it's probably best to just find the audio version of it. You can, you can listen to us rant and rave about games and crap. Um, sometimes star Wars and other shit, just bullshitting about our products. Um, but yeah, I regret nothing podcast. I, I wish it, I wish I had more time to do it. I really love doing things like this. So. I just wish I didn't produce my own podcast. It kind of makes it I do a little have bit a, more about I have a question about your podcast. Has sure. Pedro started watching Andor yet? Motherfucker, I don't know. I think he watched three episodes, and I told him he's a, he has to watch all 12 before the next episode because the 12th one comes out on Tuesday night, so yep. it's going to be ready to go, and it's the best piece of Star Wars media I've ever seen. So... Is that um, wait? I, is that real? Like you're talking all movie, all movies, all fucking side side thingies. Like yeah, it, 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 well, let me put it to you this way: while I I really love all Star Wars media, okay, I don't love it all equally. And sure. while I think movies like Empire are phenomenal films, they are not at the caliber that this show is. This show is no. definitely the best written, the best directed the best cinematography um the best casted i think everything about it is just so perfect right like there are a million things in just about every star wars project where you could say well that kind of sucked well, well we can excuse this because it's space fantasy this show is perfect on all fucking cylinders i mean there's no jedi there's no force powers but that's just a product that's of what perfect. The, this particular story is right, right. this is yep. a political I, yeah, I, I spy thriller either. I haven't touched it yet, so like now you're you're enti you're enticing me with your. It is uh, it is unapologetically it is absolutely unapologetically the best piece of Star Wars media ever. Full stop. Mm -hmm. And that's I don't mean that uh, there isn't amazing things in Star Wars, but nothing has even come close to what this does for character development. Clone Wars is probably the closest thing, and that's because there's yeah. 120 fucking episodes. Yeah, so yeah. You, you right. You closely learn who Ahsoka and Anakin and, and yep. Obi Wan are, but. That's it's a it's an animated series and most of the episodes really are geared towards kids except the ones that are not and this show is one hundred percent not going to yep. be enjoyed by Star Wars kids at all. It is <clears throat> very slow. It is very methodical. It's very talky. The action is very few and far between, which means 
it's amazing when you see it. There is no throwaway action in the show. I when love the action that. happens, it is fucking in your face. People die that you have come to love because you just spent hours on end learning about them. And then the show doesn't focus on it. Like they're just dead. It's move on next scene. You don't know. Like you're kind I like of, what that. the fuck just happened? I like yeah, that though. It, it's, Sounds, yeah, like sounds like the army. That sounds like the army. <laughs> I mean, I would definitely exactly. I mean, say that's, Andor, that's how the fight scenes are. Andor has been a phenomenal show. If you actually sit down and give it the time of day. <laughs> hey, Squilly, they put that up. <laughs> this is my goddess. <laughs> Jay's the only dumb fuck in the world who hasn't seen well, Star Wars. Thank so you, baby. Oh, love you. And then, and this I, is- it's me. I did it. <laughs> and, but this is the best part of Andor, I think, is that while I don't think it's good for Star Wars kids, I think it is actually the first Star Wars product that is easily consumable by non-Star Wars fans. It doesn't mm. require Ooh. you to have any prior knowledge. It's re- There's literally basically no fantasy in this at all. I mean, there's space travel and there's some space weapons and all, but for the most part, it is all very, very grounded sci-fi. And you don't have to have any preconceived mm-hmm. notions of what Star Wars is prior to watching. So, shit, watch it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, 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 think, I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm gonna get get a watch party going with my uh, with the love of my life there yeah. and freaking like yeah. the twelfth episode, hu- the last episode of the season comes out on yeah. Tuesday night. So I'm a, I'm a huge I'm a huge um, Rogue One fan. So I already knew, like, yeah. when they announced Andor, I was like, okay, this is good. And there's going to be a second season for it, too. It's just like, oh, well, they, they're they actually working very hard to do this right. And it's cool. It's cool. I, I, I mean, and, you know, not only when they announced Andor, when they announced Diego Luna was coming back as Andor. And then Forrest Whitaker coming back. As Saw Guerrero, yeah. As Saw Guerrero. Like, they're, they're, they're playing the cards right, and they're not recasting certain things they're keeping things the way they need to and the cast has just been a phenomenal cast yeah like i i I will say that every time i watch an episode it blows me away that this got financed (laughs) like (laughs) i'm i'm like this is not disney star wars at all and i'm very surprised that after rogue one came out which a lot of people do consider it one of the better star wars films it is hotly debatable Chris Bodet said that. Remember, yeah, Jay? Yeah. Yeah, he did. And, yeah. And, and and the fact that Disney gave this guy <clears throat> what I would consider unlimited time. I mean, this is definitely the longest piece of single season Star Wars media there is. 12 episodes that are all around 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour. Just, it's crazy to me. I mean, there's no filming on the on the, the digital, digital thing they do for all the other shows. It's all filmed on locations in Europe. The shots are, I mean, it's it's a beautiful show. And the special effects are at what I would consider a bare minimum for a Star Wars mm-hmm. show. Because there just yeah. isn't a lot of special effects. There's practical yeah, there's, effects. but There is a there's... lot of good shows right now. Like, like I just closed up a couple of them this week. Like, Handmaid's Tale just ended. I just jumped into The Man in the High Castle, which is completely fucking crazy to me. Have you watched The Peripheral yet? I have not watched. I have that. I I I saw that one. I just started last night at three o'clock in the morning. Um, eighteen ninety nine. Nice. Uh, Made from the made. That's by the people that made dark, right? Yeah, they they made dark. I watched like I was, dude. It was like three o'clock in the morning. 
Dude, what, dark, is, dark is my all-time favorite TV show like ever at this point. Like it, it holds the number one spot. So crazy, world. dude. So crazy. Perfect. Like that was the way the way the way you're describing Andor in the Star Wars universe. That was probably like for for me personally. Like that was dark. the pinnacle. Yeah. That was the pinnacle of TV right there. That was like three yep. seasons. You know, long yes. enough. It was basically a long fucking movie. You know Satisfying I mean? ending. That, yeah, like satisfying all, all, all fucking all loose ends fucking get tied up. You know, this wasn't right. fucking lost. This wasn't lost like jerking you off for fucking like six seasons. You know what I mean? This everything right. came. And they didn't fucking, hold your hand. They didn't hold your hand at all. Like, oh, no, no. And incest. And like, and lots of incest. Lots yeah. of it. I mean, gotta, if we gotta have get enough of it in Game of Thrones, we just got to watch Dark. Jesus it, uh, <laughs> spoiler guys sorry but yeah um my wife my wife but just you but you don't know wife, what's in, but you don't know what's incest at first my okay, wife just nice. texted yeah. me my wife just texted me i guess she just heard this she's just said oh no <laughs> oh let me guess the green ranger i yeah i thought you Wait. were gonna say spoiler alert your wife is your sister but you did <laughs> say that so yeah, the, 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 the green the green ranger fucking died or some shit like he it, like it's circulating right now wait what yeah jason david frank or whatever his name is or whatever the hell his name is james david frank the green ranger hey, the guy playing the green ranger and the jason white ranger david frank yeah it's really oh uh, yeah it, yeah yeah he freaking uh oh freaking, there were a bunch of people on reddit this morning uh denying it and saying like because because apparently, apparently this this rumor has circulated before but this it circulated a few times yeah and it just yeah, circulated with one, jimmy fallon a couple days ago too yeah well this one this one appears to be a little bit more have a little bit more weight to it because it hasn't been like nobody's taking the shit down like his wikipedia got changed and nobody's taking it down like yeah rep confirms uh power ranger jason david frank holy yeah. yeah yeah green ranger freaking rest in peace like there you go I thought that's what your, uh, your how, many times, how many times you no. can fake die before you really die, and that's pretty fucked up. It, yeah, this well, is this is yeah. this is true because it, it's happened a number of times. It, it's well, I don't know about I don't know about Mike, but like I missed I kind of missed the Power Rangers because we were just a little bit too old at the time when they came out, and like yeah. like, like my younger my younger sister and I would say uh, Mike's younger brother uh, would have been in the, at the perfect age for it actually. Because yeah, and my brother did watch it, but not religiously. So it's not, not yeah. like I was sitting there over his shoulder glancing at that. Right, but I, I definitely remember when it came out, and um, I definitely remember when it came out, and, it, and that's like a uh, there's a little like mi micro micro generation within uh, millennials that <laughs> are very very fond very very fond of uh, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I yeah. I remember I, when it came out, I was mad. I was mad because I thought it was a rip off of Voltron. I remembered Voltron from when I was a kid. And like I thought it was a ripoff of Voltron, yep. so I didn't like it. I didn't like it at the beginning, anyways. But it obviously had a massive cultural impact. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I actually just recently in one of my episodes of my other podcast, the Artificial Mind, where we we tap into the the human mind and artificial intelligence. I actually did a photo of the Power Rangers uh, mixed up with Saturday Night Fever, which turned out to be a fucking hit right now. And I'm actually kind of like I'm actually kind of shocked. I mean that. Jason David Frank. I mean, he wasn't my favorite Power Ranger. My favorite one was Billy. But you know, um, rest oh, in you, peace, man. You freaking Captain America puss, dude. Like, Billy, like Billy, Billy was the tech guy. He was the best one. Hey, man. I'm like, I'm not saying Billy was a bad guy. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, so for a guy that doesn't that wasn't was never into the Power Rangers, I kind of like the idea of like the bad guy coming in and then like 
eventually like taking over and becoming like the good guy, right? You know, and and eventually like just taking the whole thing over, which is what a bad guy would do in the first place. You know, so it's like go go Green Ranger, go. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Like, man, there's a lot of morbid today. So yeah, I'm scrolling through. Um, what is it saying? A few Power Ranger fan pages. Um, and other Rangers like Walter Emanuel Jones, who played the original Black Ranger, um, David Yost, Austin St. John, the original Blue and Red Rangers, they've all posted, can't believe it, rest in pay- peace, Jason David Frank. So Apparently it was suicide. Um, oh, but if me. other Rangers, if other Rangers from that same era are posting about it, it's confirmed and real. And they were doing um, the reunion too. So he wasn't going to be part of it. Um, After his last cameo, he actually had said he was done with the Power Rangers franchise as far as starring in episodes going forward um, because he felt like he had done his part in that franchise and there was nothing further for him there. Um, They're saying, you know, he was going through a rough divorce uh, back in 2021 last year. His stepdaughter also um took her own life so he's just a lot of stuff going on and this is what happens i mean a lot of pressure yeah it's, it's the sad truth and you know that's why we always preach if you need somebody to talk to we're here guys we're here there's you know numbers for people to call the national suicide hotline you know there's 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 avenues Please try to talk to somebody before doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh let's flip this around. Um so you so on your website, on your website you have the Steam keys for your games. Is it better to sure. buy the Steam keys from your <clears throat> the the keys from your website than getting it from console or getting it from Steam itself? Well, if you buy it from Steam, <clears throat> we get essentially seven, 70% after taxes and VAT and returns and all that jazz. If you buy it from my site, we get basically 97% because we don't lose any fees to anybody. Um, I mean, fees are the way of the world. We're very happy Steam is there. Obviously, there is no amount of units I can sell on my website that would even pay the bills for one month. So... Without Steam, you know, they can take their cut because we've only sold 4 million units of Postal 2 on Steam since 2012 because there are so many people looking at it all the time. But if I was giving somebody advice on how to help us out the best, clearly buying keys from us directly will help us out a little bit more. I mean, we don't charge very much for keys. I mean, other than Postal 4 and Brain Damaged at full price. The rest yeah. of the games are always on sale for stupid prices. Two so. bucks. I see two bucks here, exactly. two dollars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's actually, I mean, that's that's very incentive. Even if I didn't know what Postal was, if I saw a two dollar game, I mean, why fucking not? Exactly. You know? I, mean, that's, I, I mean, whenever I get somebody emailing me and saying, when are you guys going back on sale on Steam? And I'm like, I don't know, but I mean, we go on sale every fucking six weeks. But, uh, just buy it from us right now. You can get the key from my website and you can get all of them for under $10. So that's uh, just go buy it now. That's pretty cool. So you had um, John St. John for this one, right? As the postal dude. We did. I mean, we've kind of had a funny history with different characters, people starring as the postal dude, and it's not intentional. Um, 
you know, Rick Hunter is the OG postal dude. He's a local Tucson guy that, that is all over the radio. And you might hear him in other cities too. He's actually the national voice actor for um, iHeartMedia, which was formerly Clear Channel. So you'll hear Rick Hunter on all kinds of commercials. If you're a postal fan, you've heard the postal dude all over your life just because. Um, when we were working on Postal 3, uh, Rick Hunter kind of disappeared. We had no way to contact him, so we found another local radio host here that had a very similar voice. His name was Corey Cruz. He did a great job in what was considered one of the worst games of all time. Um, and then when we started work on Postal 4, Rick was back um sort of at that point in time you know he had done postal redux for us he had done paradise lost and then we had him start recording for postal four and he disappeared again <laughs> so i was then put into a place where i could either ask Corey to do it which Corey's a good friend of mine i played hockey with him um and he did a really good job but i didn't want to taint what we were doing with the stink of Postal 3. And it wasn't his fault, it was just a design decision that we needed to go a different route. And the obvious answer was, let's see how the guy that voiced Duke Nukem would do it. And, and so we contacted John and he was totally down to do it. Um, and we did some voice tests and we thought what he did with his natural voice was best. Like he tried to do sort of a Rick Hunter impression, a radio voice guy, and while it wasn't bad, it just sounded like somebody else doing a radio voice. And, and John St. John's natural voice kind of has that like nasally raspy sort of almost white trash sound to it, which we <laughs> thought was really good for the Postal Dude. And obviously it was hotly debated when the game came out because it wasn't like Corey, Corey mm -hmm. Cruz was at least similar to Rick Hunter's voice. They have very similar voices. John's was like way out in left field. Way different. And it took us it took us a while to get acclimated to it as well. So when we put out the game, we were like, you guys need to bear with it because it will grow on you. And it has grown on me so much that even when we got Rick Hunter back, and right now, if you play Postal 4, you have a choice of John St. John, Rick Hunter, Corey Cruz, and we even got Zach Ward from the movie. So you can pick your voice of the Postal Dude Postal 4 from all four voice actors. Um, even though I like all of their voices, that – postal four voice that john st john did to me like it's so ingrained in my brain that everything else just sounds phony <laughs> at this point so mm -hmm. um john did a great job rick did a great job Corey did a great job zach did a great job and yes i give free mustache rides so <laughs> <laughs> mike pays attention mike pays attention too <laughs> i do of course i do <laughs> oh man so that's pretty cool i mean um i growing up i played duke nukem as a kid you know, so so learning that, uh, learning that was actually really cool, and just knowing that he was so, like, welcoming about it, I was just like, yeah, let's fucking do it. You know, that must have been a great, that must have been a big, like, moral, like, high for you guys too to have someone of that caliber. Well, you know, agree to something we like this. It, it was it was kind of nobody believed it because um, John St. John is a very outspoken liberal guy. Yes, on he Twitter. is. And and and, I mean, personally, I'm. I'm not as vocal as him, but I fall into the same category. But like it, it really blew people away that he would even there be involved is. with us. They were like, we can't believe this hyper liberal guy would be involved with Postal 4. So I kind of like had to jump in and be like, hey, guys, we're here. <laughs> like just because just because we want socialized medicine and, and, and better roads 
doesn't mean that we don't like ultra funny hyper violent video games and you know we have like <laughs> our fan community our fan community is pretty split down the middle we've got lots of furry fans we've got lots of trans fans like everybody plays postal it's not just played by alt-right school shooters i mean that's kind of like the stereotypical <laughs> thing that people would say is that your game's for incels and it might be there might be a lot of incels that play my game i don't know i mean I don't think people are writing me telling me like I love postal because no women will have sex with me. That doesn't happen. But uh I'm I don't have sure a demographic for that stuff. It's yeah. Right. And look, man, I'm also Jewish <laughs> and I'm a thousand percent positive there's anti-Semitic people playing my game. That's just I mean, I can't stop them from playing my game and and I thank them for their business. So you know <laughs> do I, right. do I, I, I like I'm... what they believe? No. But well, I was I was gonna say too, like I think I think that's one of the uh, one of the things in our country that is most like massively like 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 one of the biggest myths in our country is that people on the left like don't also own guns. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of course, like, I own guns. I like, own guns. I don't really. Yeah, it's shooting, like but I own it's guns. like it's like, <laughs> it's like I, I I love that like it's like like I don't know where where the uh, the, the the presupposition you know got divided down the line that like. If you if you vote a certain way in politics, all of a sudden you're not American, and it's like on on, on either side, and it's kind of like, yeah, dude, like just because I hold certain beliefs, you know, doesn't mean I'm not still fucking like American. You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. I mean, and but there's also people that hate guns on both sides as well too, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You yeah. can be a conservative and super pro Second Amendment and still not want a fucking gun in your house because, you know. Like any other statistic, if you have a gun in your house, you're it's like significantly higher, higher statistic that someone's going to get shot in your house. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, I mean, that's, Surprise. that's literally Surprise. That makes, perfect, makes perfect sense, right? Yeah, of course. And and I own guns. I don't really go shooting that often. I mean, we sell shot metal signs on our website of our logo, and sometimes I, was, I go. Shooting I was going to ask those, about that so. too. I was going to ask about yeah, that too for, because I see I see that uh, I, I'm looking I'm actually looking at it right now, so it obviously you, it's like a snowflake. You two are never going to be the exact same thing. You're not going to shoot exactly. That's the same. not true. I do I do line up about five or six of them and tape them together. Okay, because shooting individual ones is really not cost effective or time effective because when we shoot we shoot like 100 150 of them at a time and it's Holy fucking shit. hot out. And so we want to like make sure we get as much value for the buck as possible. But even when you put seven or eight rounds through a, 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 a stuck together signs, they're all different. So it's like, yeah, it, mm -hmm. it's definitely incredible because I I I'm, I saw it the other night, and I think this is probably one of the coolest merch ideas I've ever seen anyone do. Uh, it, it's actually yeah. shot by you guys, which I think. I mean, you can't get any better than that, you know, touched by you guys and stuff like that. So that to me, that's my yeah. favorite piece of merch that you guys have, along with uh, the mouse pad, real feel ball sack. They are, they are very ergonomic, man. It does feel great on my <laughs> wrist. When I'm at it, when I'm at a desk that doesn't have you one, wanna like, see it, Jay? I could use some balls. I could use I some balls on my it. wrist right now. Got you. Oh, yeah. The crotchy mouse pads are, are super popular. I've sold a lot of them this week, actually. Since the 25th sale and since we put the, the Postal Dude doll on sale this week, I've sold a lot of mouse pads for some reason. I don't know what the direct relation is between the Postal Dude doll and the mouse pad, but... Yeah, that's the uh, that's the crotchy real Phil mouse pad. You know, they're... <laughs> that's uh, fucking amazing. And it's only 15 probably, bucks. 
yeah they're, they're great you know those were designed for to be boobs usually they're like anime chicks that are on those mouse pads but we decided <laughs> to put balls set. on them yeah. yeah of course that's fucking just the way it is dude, i'm fucking i'm so proud i'm so proud of our little like our little fucking like all the, all the little fucking shits that we used to run around with mike like we fucking we made it, dude. Like we, we, yep. we. No, we. None of us have sold out yet. None of us have sold out yet. Not no, yet. But I'll do it tomorrow. If there's anyone listening yeah. who wants to buy Running with Scissors for fifty million dollars, please hit me up, and I will go live on an island. I don't give a shit. I love doing this, but I'm ready to. I'm ready to retire. So I fucking love you so much, dude. Like haven't fucking changed yeah. a bit, dude. I fucking love no. it, dude. I will tell you though, with the signs that we sell. You know, we do get some pretty avid gun nuts that write me and they want to know exactly what guns and what caliber we're shooting. And they want me to write on the back of the sign, which hole is which caliber. And I'm like, I'm like, we're going to play a little game. I'm going to ship you the sign and you can guess what caliber shot the sign. If if they're worth their their salt, they would they would already know uh, very closely what caliber is what anyways. Like, like, like if you. Mm-hmm. That's not a hard. That's not a hard guessing game to fucking play. If you no, shoot. and and but I, but you know these people and and I, and I appreciate it, right? Like they order something and then they email me or they write me on on Discord and they're like, "Hey man, I just bought a sign. I was wondering if you could take video of you shooting it." And I'm like, "Unfortunately, my friend, I don't have a shooting range in the office. I am not <laughs> shooting these on demand, and that would be crazy if I was doing that. These are shot in bulk at a certain point in time." Most of the time I'm involved. Sometimes I'm not. I have a good friend that does them for me now, and I go out with him sometimes, but I don't really have all the time in the world. And the fact that I'm actually shipping your sign is stupid because I have much (laughs) more important things to do, but I also manage the web store, so I do all the orders. And that has been mind-numbing the last week because we got (laughs) these talking postal dude plushies in from China and I mean, we've been selling plushie dolls for a while. We've been selling crotchy dolls for, for over 10 years and they've always done well and we've had to order more, but at no point have I ever sold out of my shipment of dolls this. I mean, we haven't quite sold out yet, but they will be sold out by the middle of the week. Yeah, that's the crotchy and cunny doll. Crotchy is the classic character. Cunny crotchy is the cunny. female counterpart for crotchy. My wife actually voices the cunny doll, so I really, yes, yes, yes. My wife is cunning. Um, getting her in the studio is fun. She's she has a very good voice, and she is very funny. But the second the microphone turns on, she doesn't know what to do. So I had to like coach a performance out of her. But she did a really good job. I also love here that you could actually order like stickers and and shit too to add into your box. Kind of like a, yes. like oh two bucks and stuff like that a pop up. What's, what's the fucking what's the fucking uh, the the postal guy's fucking doll look like? What's that oh, one look like? It's right uh, up there, right on the top. Yeah, there is. There's a, there's a, there's a dog. There's the post postal dude and his dog Champ. Also, the Champ one doesn't talk though. I I wasn't gonna spend the extra money to just have the the doll bark. Oh, you got a whole bundle here. Holy shit! Yeah, and you can get all four. Sixty bucks for the whole pack. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've actually, oddly enough, had a bunch of people being like, I can't believe these are only $20. And it's like, well, you know, they're made in China. They're not, like, made by American hands here. They don't cost me a ton to make. So I don't want to charge, you know, a 100 times profit. I want people to own these things. Hmm. Imagine you used to teach your kids about the birds and the bees. You have to, like, that's... 
That, I mean, so so who comes up with the with the ideas? Because I also see, I saw the jerseys. I'm, and I remember last time you were a hockey fan, so I know that was your idea. And the, yeah, and the, well, jer- the ho- hockey design, jerseys look nice. We didn't, yeah, we didn't design the jerseys for sale. We just designed them for a team I was on, and then we figured oh. you know, these are kind of these are kind of one offs anyway. Like I don't stock them. I have a friend that orders them individually every time somebody buys one, and then it takes six to eight weeks to get from Pakistan. But, um, you know, we have those. I haven't put them up for sale yet, but I have a bowling team. So I have bowling jerseys oh, that we wear, too. Um, it's just they're not the easiest things to get. So and they're not I wouldn't say they're ultra commonly ordered either. I mean, maybe two or three a month. But that's it's still pretty cool. Yeah. People are walking Mike, around you, Mike, Mike what, are, what, are, what are your hobbies like lately? Are, are you still playing hockey or are you just are you focusing mm-hmm. on bowling mm-hmm. or like, like what, do you, what do you what do you do to keep up on nope. uh, the physical fitness? Both. What do you do? Tell me, I tell me both. I, I, I bowl on Monday nights. I bowl in the league. I actually threw my first 300 uh, Hell yeah. last year. So I, I threw my first perfect game. Thank you. It only took 40 years, but I did do it. Um, I play hockey a couple times a week. I play roller hockey and I play ice hockey when we have ice hockey in town, which is only during the winter. Uh, this season, I kind of missed most of the season because my appendix burst about two months ago when I got back from Denmark. So I was kind of on the shelf for a while, but I'm back. As of last week, I'm back playing hockey uh, two or three days a week. I referee hockey as well. I, ref- I referee the ice hockey leagues out here. Um, and then for working out, I have a tonal in my house. I'm not sure if you're familiar with what a tonal is, but it I've is the greatest. looking into the tonal. I will absolutely tell you that it is worth every fucking penny. It is the best purchase i have ever made i mean really it is an amazing workout machine that just doesn't take up a lot of room it's like it's like a little tv on your wall but it has two big adjustable arms that can um, do do about 100 pounds of magnetic weight per arm i mean really it is fucking phenomenal and it takes up no space in your house i mean it's a full multifunction fitness device that just sits on your wall in a little like two foot by five foot frame i mean it's ridiculous so that's what i do for working out yeah so so that so it pretty much does everything that you needed to without even having that's fucking great and you only got to pay for a gym subscription is there a subscription that comes with tonal yeah i mean you don't have to use it but it the subscription is worthwhile because there are tons of classes and a lot of cool coaches like tony horton is a coach on there i don't know if you're familiar with the guy who used to do p90x yeah yeah he's hilarious and and uh, you can do all the movements without the the coach, without the, the subscription. But then you got to write your own workouts, and it is kind of cool to not have to think about it, right? Like you just yeah go on, click a workout, and then it tells you what movements to do. You move, move the arms up and down, and then you just spend twenty to forty minutes doing a workout, and then you're done. So well, shit, that's why they I don't make any money. Trainers. I don't make any money on this. I'm just telling you, it's fucking. Dumb. Yeah, and, and that's kind of like right now. I've started using uh, Apple Fitness Plus. For my home workouts, because just convenience. I don't know. Yeah, I did that. I I was doing that. That, and then with my TVs, I can just do the workouts for my TV, and it gives you. Yeah, I did that right when I started. When I got my tonal, I was like, you know what? I need to do the Apple Fitness for the plyometric stuff. And I actually, I mean, it's super cheap, but I ended up canceling it because I stopped doing those classes because I was just too busy doing tonal classes. I also have a Peloton treadmill. So I walk on the treadmill yeah. too at home, but I don't pay for that membership. I don't need 
coach is telling me how to run. I'm just going to walk uphill. Yeah. Um, with, with Peloton, my, uh, my girlfriend, her dad actually works for them. Oh, nice. So we could get, if we wanted to get a Peloton bike or treadmill and the subscription, we can get the subscription for free and like $600 off the actual equipment. Um, just yeah, I mean, they're worth it. I, I had a Peloton bike for a couple of years, and I rode the shit out of that thing, but I kind of got sick and tired of sitting while doing cardio. Like, mm-hmm. I started getting that problem where, like, your testicles were numb from mm. sitting down on the bike. So yeah. I was like, I don't think I should be doing this anymore. I mean, I, I want to <laughs> get a vasectomy. I actually had a vasectomy scheduled two weeks ago, but I canceled mm-hmm. it because of my appendix. Um, but I don't want my bike to cut off my nuts, you know? <laughs> well at least you got two of them right you could always just you know use the the crotchy uh mouse pad and have that there for support for you that's when you're on yeah, the yeah just give my a little well i put that in my shorts so it's like <laughs> just wrapped around my nuts very gently <laughs> <laughs> oh shit man uh so now how how did you guys get on dreamcast was it just the release of the code um, yeah, there was a guy that contacted us a few years ago that just said, Hey, I do Dreamcast ports. I'd love to port Postal 1 to Dreamcast, and then I'll just put the code up for free. And we're like, Great, man, go for it. Have fun. And so he spent a bunch of time on it. Then he hit us up near the end and was like, Hey, just so you know, there's this publisher that's, that's publishing physical copies of Dreamcast ports called Wave Game Studios. And so they hit us up and we were like, that sounds awesome. So they published it. They actually paid us for it, which is very rare. Like they paid us in advance for how many units they were going to make. I mean, we're not talking about earth shattering money here, but uh, they did pay us some money and they, and they sent us free copies and I don't have a dreamcast and I don't particularly have any desire to ever play postal one again because (laughs) they did too much for too long, but it is cool that it's out there. So, you know, we have, a Switch game, we have a PlayStation game, and we have a Dreamcast game. We still don't have a fucking Xbox game, and that's not our fault. But uh, we're well, at least you don't have to worry about the Stadia. Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, they they hit us up uh, when I was at no PAX, shit. I was at yeah, I was at PAX East right before shutdown in 2020. We had a booth, and we got approached by Google, and they were like, "Hey, can you put this game on Stadia?" And we were like. Um, we're kind of working on early access right now, maybe later on when we're farther along in development, it's something we can talk about. And then of Mm -hmm. course we all know where that went. So I'm glad we didn't spend any time getting postal Four working on that garbage console that went away, but we are on GeForce now. So GeForce now is a similar service, right? Like it allows you to stream games onto a computer that can't play games for shit. So like fucking potatoes. And it it just shows that, even you you're watching if you're watching if you're watching this show you probably have a potato computer uh watching this in 360p <laughs> on uh probably on uh three four aspect ratio but that's right it, a, it works 1989 works. crt monitor <laughs> are you no, playing but, games are you playing games on a pregnancy test little there, there you go or or a fucking tamagotchi <laughs> screen because they, exactly. it's interesting too because like it, it's I, I find this so interesting because there's still a group of people that still play these retro consoles religiously yep they, it they, is crazy crazy 
I didn't even know. Pe- I didn't. I didn't even know that there were still working Dreamcasts <laughs> still around. And, I know. And, yeah. and the fact that that someone liked the game enough to be like, let's bring this to Dreamcast. Let's just fucking do it. You know. <laughs> yeah. And Sega's it's weird. And it's weird. Because I didn't personally own a Dreamcast, but I was living in the dorms at U of A, and I remember my roommate was like, "Hey, this new game console is coming out. Do you want to go to the launch party with me?" And I was like, "Sure." So we like went to the mall here and went to the launch party for the Dreamcast. So I essentially had one in my dorm room for the next year. And and like it's such an old, stupid memory of mine that 21 years later, my game came out for that system. <laughs> so it's kind of odd. This is weird. It's cool. Pedro says this year has just been crazy for Postal fans. So much stuff. Do you guys have anything, anything special happening? Any, anything that? No, it's just... I mean, it's all kind of happened for the most part, right? Like Postal yeah. 4 left early access. Postal Brain Damage came out this year. The Dreamcast came out. The physical editions of Switch and PlayStation were just shipped by Limited Run Games. So I just got this box of physical copies of Switch and PlayStation games of Postal Redux. So it's kind of all been this like whirlwind of shit leading into the 25th anniversary, which mm-hmm. was last week. It was November 14th. And so we're just going to carry through the year. You know, we... We're hyper-focused on getting Postal 4 into a finished state. The, the console port is currently almost nearing completion. I mean, we're supposed to be submitting it for early certification sometime next month. Oh, so shit. assuming everything goes well with that and the, and the completion run-up, it should be out sometime in the first quarter uh, for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. And they will be separate builds of the game. You know, it's not going to be a PlayStation 4 game that works on PlayStation 5. There will be a dumbed-down version of the game for PlayStation 4, and there will be a fully functioning game for PlayStation 5 that actually has um, PlayStation 5 exclusive features, such as when you pee, the light on the PlayStation controller turns yellow. And when you're on fire... (laughs) It'll sort of like flash orange. And when the police are chasing chasing you, it'll switch from red to blue. You know, these kinds of things that, that the PlayStation does exclusive, PlayStation 5 does exclusively. So we definitely wanted to lean into that crap because Sony really likes it when you do exclusive features. <laughs> That's, there you go. That is the main feature of Postal 4 on PlayStation is that the controller changes to yellow while peeing. i look i'm i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm not a playstation guy but that alone would entice me to be like you know what this is actually pretty fucking cool uh yeah you, you know because you, you can't get that on an xbox you can't get that on a on a you know on no. one of these things you no. know and no. uh well you could theoretically we could build in the sdk for one of for the for the uh rgb coloring schemes for computers okay. and have those features work but it's just not something that we've done. What we have done is that feature for the PlayStation 5 controller will work on the PC version of the game. So if you're a controller user and you use a PlayStation 5 controller for your PC games, those features will work for the PC I was actually just about to ask, did you build that SDK into the PC game for if you use a PS5 controller? Because, you know, obviously you can use the PlayStation controllers with PCs, so... Right. If you are a masochist and you like using uh, con- uh, console controllers for first-person gaming, you will be able to see the yellow piss 
on the PlayStation 5 controller. I only use, so, so I'm a semi-masochist with that. I only use a console controller for story-based games. Yep. Third person when I'm playing, I, I do like them. I like yeah. them for third person shooters. But when I'm playing a lot of the, you know, FPS games or battle royales, I'm mouse and keyboard. No, yeah, yeah, all the way. I mean, I, I like uh, the games I've played mostly the last five years are third person action adventure games like Death Stranding. We talk about that. Um, Watch Dogs 2, Watch Dogs Legion, Red Dead Redemption, GTA, obviously. And I think those games actually thrive by using a controller. And maybe it's because I'm a terrible game and are ter a terrible gamer and i like using you know auto aim features <laughs> and and i think they work really well i think they work really well with those yeah. games i i'm just starting to get myself into kbam now uh, i play i think probably right now the only game i play on kbam is grand theft auto and the wild rp servers i'm sure i'm sure you've seen what's going on in those things and we actually actually it's actually kind of funny when the guy that i work on the on the one server we do, he kind of looks like the postal dude with the red hair and shit like that. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like a good looking man. Yeah. So, so you, so there was the movie back in the day. Um, I think you guys didn't have much to do with it. If, if well, the idea ever came back, would you, would you be interested in working on a rebooted movie for postal? Yeah. And it's been an ongoing topic ever since. Yeah. The movie came out, Jesus, was it 08, 2008 maybe? I think so. 2007, maybe 2007. Um, we, got, 2007. Uh, we got contacted. We originally got contacted by a Uva Bowl fan site saying, hey, we know Uva. He's interested in doing a Postal movie. And back then I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like I had seen <laughs> Alone in the Dark. I had seen yeah. Blood Rain. I mean, I had seen the, the crap, that he, House of the Dead, stuff that he had done. And I was like, no way. And we just kept deleting these requests. And then we got an email from him and, and we were kind of like, you know, we make shitty games. He makes shitty movies. Maybe we should collaborate, you know, like there aren't that many video game movies out there. So maybe it'll be worthwhile, even if it's terrible. And so we got in touch with him and, and the early idea was that we were going to be heavily involved and he wanted us to write a treatment of what we would like to see. So we did. And our treatment probably was the wrong movie for him. It was more along the lines of his movie Rampage or Falling Down. You know, it was meant to be sort of yeah. a more serious black humor type of thing. And he was like, mm -hmm. absolutely not. I'm making a slapstick comedy. And we were like, okay, <laughs> whatever you want to yeah. do, it's your money. And I mean, I don't think the movie's great by any measure yeah, of it's success. Not. But it is also not terrible. And it could have been much better if somebody else had edited it, but I do think it is his best work. And maybe that's because his best work is stupid, funny shit, not stuff that's supposed to be serious or has like a, um, a very hard base of what it should be. Right. Like he made all these game properties that were very big and popular and had serious overtones. So he had all these serious actors playing these roles and, He's just not a great director and it takes a great director and a good act and it takes a great director and a great actor many takes and many cuts to even get basic scenes right and that's just not the type of director he is so he would find all these big name actors with holes in their schedules and he would have them come and last minute act in his movies and they would literally just phone these performances in 
he would say cut and that's the end of it right like you'd see terrible scenes from Burt Reynolds and and, yep. and all these good mm-hmm. actors that you know they just like I said even good actors need five to ten takes to make a scene good and then it takes a good person in the editing room to take those five to ten takes and find the best pieces of all the angles to make sure the scene gels and that's just not how Uva made movies and I'm not a, I don't make movies so I can't say I'd be good at yeah. this but but he's definitely not good at it. and I don't think he cared I think it was all about just making films and making money he probably did that even though his movies didn't make a ton of money they cost a shitload of money and he was yeah. taking a ton of money from German film funds so rich Germans were investing money in film funds so that they could write it off and then I'm pretty sure he just like wrote these movies directed in them acted in them edited them he paid himself as a grip probably i don't know i don't know how he <laughs> made all of his money but i'm sure he did it that way and you got to applaud the guy because he did a lot of it <laughs> he made a yeah. lot of movies and he really is a nice guy and we had a really mm-hmm. fun time being on set and he wanted to make a postal too and he did a kickstarter for it but he didn't tell us about it in advance he kind of just one day was like Hey, I put up a Kickstarter for Postal 2, and we're like, what the fuck? And it totally failed, which is not a surprise because yeah, why canceled. would people donate? Yeah, why why would people donate money to him to make that? And it really hasn't come up. I mean, I interviewed him for our podcast a couple years ago, and he was he's not really in film anymore, mm. but he was interested in doing sort of like a smaller production, you know, hand cam version of Postal 2. And, you know, it's not like we had heavy discussions about it. We were like, come to us with a proposal. And then we never got a proposal. So that mm-hmm. fell through. Um, the guy that played the Postal Dude, his name is Zach Ward. Yep. He's infamously known as Scott Farkas from A Christmas Story. Yeah. Um, and and the new Christmas Story movie just came out uh, on Thursday night. Is he in it? On HBO Max. He is in it. All the ori- Not all the original cast, but a bunch of the kids from the original cast are in it. And it has pretty good reviews. And, you know, he's been around in the industry for a long time. Postal was his big break. It was his potentially first major starring gig. And it kind of never came out. So he's always been a little bitter about that because he loved the character. He loved the, the, the IP. And we've sort of tinkered with various ideas over the years to have him reprise the role. Just nothing's ever really come of it. So maybe one day. He's still yeah. very interested in doing it. And he's very... In, um, involved in the production side of the film industry he's he's acted in a lot of things as little characters but he's done some some production and directing and producing so it's possible one day something else will happen i can't say it will have anything to do with uva bowl and i'm sure people would prefer it that way so um you know we'll see it would be nice with all these thousands of streaming services out there and 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 all this episodic TV that's out there that an episodic postal show would probably be pretty cool. You know, you don't have to have an overarching storyline. It can just be like Pulp Mm -hmm. Fiction style, random, random occurrences in paradise. You know, I mean, that's, it could happen. We're just, we're not filmmakers either. So. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get into like our news and things like that, I have to ask, we need a Jay and Mike story from the past. I know you guys got some fucked up ones, some crazy ones. So will, we... I'll be totally honest with you. My brain is so fucked up. I don't <sighs> remember elementary. I really don't remember elementary school like at all. I don't remember a lot of high school. A lot of a lot of my 
lot of my more fond uh, elementary memories, actually, I've noticed have been fading into more like distant memory and it's a lot harder to like retrieve them. Yeah. I, I've got I, one. I feel that way about one. high school, dude. And that's not even that long. I mean, it's 20 so years. It, 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 it's fairly similar with me. It's like uh, ele- elementary. I think I have more memories of elementary than I do of middle school. Middle school, like my brain just kind of blacked out. It was just a painful fucking time. You know what I mean? Like those two years, <laughs> those two years in middle school, my brain is like, fuck, fuck both of those years. You know? Yeah. But I actually have a memory from middle school with you, Mike. Um, I do I have hope one. I remember it. Fuck. <laughs> well, you you won you won some kind of a contest, and you became like principal for a day. And me and you, me and you had been, me and you, you know, we knew each other. We knew, you know, we went to elementary together. But you know, we'd we'd been going to middle school for a while, and part of being principal for a day was uh, you got to go out to. Eat, uh, you got to go eat lunch uh, off campus. Limo lunch. It was a limo lunch. What? And Mike and Mike uh, Mike remembered me from fucking. You know, he remembered his homeboy from fucking from from our elementary school. And even though he didn't have to, he fucking put my name on the list. And and like, I remember like I I, I still remember that because we went to a, we went to a Mexican restaurant. And it was really yeah, we fucking good. We went to La Perea Suiza. We went to La, La Perea Suiza. Suiza. I, 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 honestly, I didn't remember that until you said it. And I have no idea what I won. None. I don't know what I did. It Probably was either selling, like principal selling or vice candy. Some, yeah, yeah. Some kind of like one of those weird hokey like Ponzi schemes where they use like yeah, child labor. Where they use like child I labor to, to like, yeah. <laughs> I remember Dubs. Dubs was the name of the principal. I had, I told her I wanted to go to Hooters and she was like, <laughs> Absolutely not. And so I was like, "Well, I, I like guess you. we're going to Prius Suiza." Yeah, I, I, <laughs> it definitely. You know what? And it probably was the child labor shit. You know that shit we had to sell. But I think we had a book, and it wasn't candy. It was like oddly like normal products for people's houses. It was like yeah. fucking Amway. We were we were selling products <laughs> for people's houses. And it was and, and it was publicly uh, it was so like fun. fucking sensey shit and stuff, you know. <laughs> it was like and it was it was publicly funded by the taxpayer to fucking at a goddamn 100%, 100%. And you know how they paid us? Nobody got paid and I won a limo lunch. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you did the best. You did the best. I guess I can't even remember or know how I sold shit when I was a kid. Somehow you were able I, to scam people out of money at that age. <laughs> I guess because, you know, my dad was a doctor and I used to, I remember I used to bring him things like that and ask if he would tell his employees to buy stuff. And he was like, absolutely not. Like if I go into my office and tell my employees to buy things, they will. And they don't make very good money. And I can't tell them to buy anything. Like I know other people do that. They say, Hey, my daughter's doing this, buy some cookies. But all you're doing is you are literally telling your employees you better fucking buy some cookies. Spend this money that I pay you to give my kid back money so that they can win a contest. Mm-hmm. Like yep. that's fucked up. <laughs> that's fucked up. I've I've had, I've had uh, <laughs> office jobs in my IT career where I've had guys daughters are in girl scouts girl scout cookie season comes around they're coming to the office with boxes upon boxes. My daughter's I'm a girl thin scout person and I'm fat at this stage of my life. So they show up with this giant box of fucking Thin Mints. It's payday. I'm handing them a hundred bucks and yeah. buying the whole fucking box because it's. <laughs> and it's like I agree. I I'm not. I'm I'm a firm believer of. No, leave that out of the fucking office. <laughs> Agreed. Like like when you come out of Sam's Club during Girl Scout season, and I'm like, motherfucker, they're here. 
And then last year, I remember I was in my bowling league and we were before the league started, we're all sitting there having a beer. And one of the bowlers comes rolling in with her kid and the fucking little red rider and they got the cookies. So of course we buy eight boxes of cookies and that's all we ate all night. And we went home feeling like shit. <laughs> well, you know, I kind of feel your pain because yeah, ex- except you're pulling fucking fatty cakes out of the fucking box there, John. I saw and that fucking shit. John oh just my fucking God. Come fucking on. Christmas tree Come cake. On. What the fuck? Come on. Yeah. And they're no. not even that good. They're delicious. No. I'm not yeah. going to lie. They, they're pretty delicious. But, fu- dude, John, what the fuck? Like, now, the Christmas tree cake ice cream they came out with this year is fucking amazing, though. A fucking ice cream? Yes. Little Debbie's released a Christmas tree cake ice cream. It's got chunks of the Christmas tree cake in it. Okay. Sign this me is up. Like, this is like where like half of me is like in the land of like, I fucking love this shit. And the other half is like, I would just love to see society collapse. I don't know which which, which we... <laughs> it's like when you've got little Debbie, little Debbie... Cake Think about it. If we all like, ate like dogs do, if we all ate just like kibble that just gave us all the nutrients we needed and like the macronutrients, like we'd all be in relatively decent shape. Correct. We wouldn't be. We wouldn't have food cravings all the time. Our fucking bo- instead, our bones would be stronger. Like, yeah, exactly. So but are instead, you? Instead, we eat shit. So yeah. are you saying that you eat kibble? I don't, and I, but I wish I did because, like, <laughs> when I when I when I buy meal prep, I feel like a million bucks. Like, if I, but it's expensive, right? Like, you go buy twelve to fifteen dollar meals from somebody that makes your meals, and you're eating like these like scientifically generated macronutrient meals. And you just feel good. Whereas if I'm cooking, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make some fucking pasta tonight with red sauce. And then you finish your meal and you're like, I had no nutrients in that meal. I ate carbs. <laughs> but you're so, but you're full. So right. I've just recently started down the venture of using HelloFresh for my meals. Yep. yep. And, you know, I honestly, I will say I'm not a big meal prepper. I used to back in the day and just switching from going to the grocery store, planning out fucking meals, which is a challenge sometimes because it's like, you're like, Oh yeah, I want to do these meals this week. And then you get to the store and you see other shit and you're like, fuck everything goes out the window. But what I like with HelloFresh is it's catered specifically. If you're, if you're paying for each meals for two people, you only have two servings of fucking meal. Yeah. Which I actually, we did that for a couple of years here. We, we tried all the different services and we really liked it. We made a lot of meals we never would have eaten. I'm not like the person that flips through a cookbook and I'm like, I'm going to make this tonight. But what I don't <laughs> love about it, and especially in hindsight is, I mean, they're not that expensive, but if I'm going to spend time cooking, I really like to have leftovers and there's no fucking leftovers unless you pay oh, yeah. for every week, you pay for meals for four, but there's no discount for four versus two. So you're paying 10 to $12 per portion per meal. So then every meal you're cooking is 40 bucks and you're like, well, I better fucking like this. You know, the, the, like the quality thing about actually meal prepping, right? You buy five pounds of chicken and it's, you know, a dollar, a dollar 99 a pound and you can make food for the whole week for $10. You buy the hello freshes and you're like, well, I just spent 160 bucks on this week's meals. And I have to cook every night so that I can eat, which it's, it is a fun exercise, but it's, it's not really like 
meal prepping for your for your week. It's just mm-hmm. making good meals for one meal. And I do think they oh, are yeah. good. And I wouldn't mind getting back into it for a like a once a week thing or a twice a week thing. We did have a lot of fun doing them. And they are very fucking yeah. good. Well, and that's that's my whole thing is I enjoy doing it because I like to try different things and different meals. And with that, you know, you go in their app once a week, you choose out what meals from the predetermined. This is the section of what we're offering this week. They send you everything. You fucking cook it when it's time to cook it. It is what it is. Um, But like you said, I like to have leftovers. I grew up in a fucking Italian family. There were four yep. there were four of us in the household, but when mom cooked, she made food for 30 fucking people and we had leftover lasagna or chicken parm or fucking baked ziti for three fucking days. Yep. <laughs> so yep. you know when I when when I go to the grocery store and I actually buy AJ, my meals that it. way. Give I me have, a pound, Jay. I have those fucking, you know, that leftovers in the fridge for lunch and shit. <laughs> I'm eating fucking bacon with my beer. That's my fucking yeah. breakfast in the morning. Everyone, everyone like is fucking like. eating except Jay. <laughs> I, like heart, it, I like heart attacks at fucking 45. Everyone is eating a- except Mike. And it's funny, too, because the last time this was happening, we were all drinking except Mike. And he went out and grabbed the bourbon to drink with us that last time. That's right. That's right. So you're, there is. You're I, do have this bo- I do have this um, bottle of, of uh, brandy right here. See that? Oh, there. Ooh. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, there it is. Oh shit! That's awesome. Yeah, I don't touch so, it. It's more of a it's more of a piece in my house. But it was ceremonial so, collectors. So seeing as John decided to go down the alcohol talk now because we're all eating, if you like spice and you like Bloody Marys, this shit. It's a Where's ghost pepper infused vodka. That sounds spicy. Shit. I drank well, like six Bloody Marys with that shit last night. <laughs> <laughs> Are you hungover? That's heavy. Not hungover at all. I could actually go for a Bloody Mary, actually. But before we get to news now, I got to ask you, Jay. What? How, how was Pussifer? Oh. Are we going to do the Roadhouse? Dude. It's up to you. Oh, yeah. Do the Roadhouse. Pull the Roadhouse up. Let's fucking do it. I got fucking, you, I got bacon sitting in front of me. Do, do you have your? Do, do you want us all to sit here with you in the roadhouse? I mean, you would, can. Would that make us a lot smaller? No. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I'm not. The we won't guy. get the proper background from it, so we would all have to flip cameras off for you know it what? to properly go through. Yeah. Oh boy, here we go. You know what? So they will go through his roadhouse, and then we'll get through this news yeah. real quick. But I have to hear about Pussifer. Let's what do is... it. Let's do go. it. Oh, that's what he was waiting for. There it fucking is, Pilgrim. Been a few weeks since I've seen you from across the bar. It's good to see you again, partner. Let's take a walk. We'll freaking catch up here. I got some freaking trail dust to spit with you. All right. Fucking A. John, did we got the logo? Did the logo disappear? What happened? Restream's fucking with me right now. Man, boo. Boo on that. That's okay, though. I see the background, and we're doing all right. All right. So this week, fucking the return of fucking Jay doing fucking security for concerts. I picked Pucifer. 
All right. They uh, they just performed at uh, the Midland Theater in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, uh, this last Friday night. Um, had a good time. Um, if you haven't seen any of my reviews, um, if you haven't seen any of my uh, reviews, um, oh, and Mike Mike just told me uh, Mike 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 uh, Mike's a drummer, and uh, he just said, uh, Mike, you can speak if you want. Like like, do you know this guy, the 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 drummer for Pucifer, Jeff Friedel? He was on. Sorry, I put the video. Uh, he was on drumline with me at, at Catalina Foothills, and he's a he's actually a relatively famous drummer. He's the drummer for yeah. um, Pussifer now. He was with Devo. He did Ashes Divide. I fucking um, love Devo. Also the per- he's also the Perfect Circle drummer now too. Like he plays from- with Maynard all the time. I was gonna say, and he's from he's from Tucson. Yep, yep. I was on drumline with him in high school. Yeah, he used to play at the. Um, there was a Latin club on Broadway and he was the, the, the main house drummer for that stuff. And uh, so, yeah, it's just a Tucson success story there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, yeah. and good, and good on him. So um, if you have, if you haven't seen my reviews on uh, when I do security for shows, um, I typically, uh, I, my scale is basically, I judge on a few different things. I judge on the performance of the show, whether or not I actually like the music and basically the crowd and the biggest the biggest one out of those is the crowd okay so like i will i will straight up judge a band for their crowd okay before before i worry about whether or not i like the music or whatever big tool fan here not gonna lie um i was you know one of the first in line to get you know perfect circle uh they're the first couple albums they came out with okay here's what happened i kind of fell off in my uh in my in in my uh, about twenty five years ago, I've, or not or twenty years ago, I fell off. Once uh, you know, the Perfect Circle second album came out, and I would say like right after Ten Thousand Days, I really stopped like paying much attention to like Maynard Tool. You know, there was occasional news, and around this time is when he did his side project, uh, his second side project with with Pucifer. So I missed I missed Pucifer completely. This was like a very brand new Maynard experience for me as far as like, uh, you know, just being, being there and seeing a show basically. Okay. The wine's good. What's that? The, their wine is good. Oh, it, Maynard's. Yeah. Like from his vineyards. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's very good. It's very good. I've had it. I've had it several times and yes, it is like, I've actually been to, I've actually been to uh, Jerome, Arizona, like where he, um, where his, where his uh, vineyard is. And That's then right. uh, you reviewed it. Yeah, well, and then he has a, he has another he has another vineyard uh, south of Tucson where Mike lives in Cochise County, um, and there's another vineyard in Cochise County. I've had that wine as well, and that's actually pretty good. So, all right, I like to do I like to I like to end on the positives. Are you guys ready for the fucking negative? Yes. No shit, as like I go I'm going in blind to Pucifer. I've never seen them. I've heard a couple of their songs here and there, like over the years, but like just kind of missed Pucifer completely. Was so fucking not a fan of the music, dude. Was so fucking not a fan. Not a fan. Like I was like, after the first three songs, the fucking next six sounded exactly the same. And I was like, dude, it was like, uh, you remember those like 80s fucking movies where like somebody would be like driving a car at night and it might be like part partially like a montage, but it, there'd be like the 80s like synth wave in the background. Yes. You see, like dr- driving up a hill with like you know the lights of the city in the background. Yeah, know? I get hard to that shit. Yeah, that's yeah, my shit right? right there. That was basically what Pucifer sounded like to me. I'm not gonna lie. Not 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 every not every single song, but the show was about an hour and a half. 
and an hour and fucking 15 minutes of it sounded exactly the same to me. And I was like, wow, I'm like, for the first time in my life, I'm kind of not upset that I missed some shit with, with, you know, one of my former rock heroes, right? Like from back in the day, like was like, I was like, kind of glad I missed Pusiver cause not really super impressed. Like when we, when me and Nikki went to tool in fucking March, that was a whole fucking amazing spectacle of like light and sound and emotion and fury. And it was fucking like, it was just fucking tits. Make your fucking dick hard. You know what I mean? Keep that fucking pussy wet. Right. Pusifer, man. Like that was one of the first times I fucking almost like fell asleep on my fucking feet since the army. You know, did you guys ever do that when you're like so fucking Oh my exhausted? God. Yeah. Yeah. You start like passing out, like standing up and you got to like fucking like, yeah. Where'd like, you work? At the Midland Theater in Kansas. Oh, yeah. What what uh, what section? I was on the floor. I was fucking on the floor, dude. Oh, like, a GA. Yeah. yeah Holy yeah. shit. So I was right there. But now let me let me fucking flip flip it real quick so we can wrap up wrap up the Roadhouse for the week. Let me get into the positives because there are positives. Okay. Fucking the Midland Theater was fucking packed. That is this, that is the most people I've ever seen in that theater from all the shows that I've fucking done security for there. That is as packed as I've ever seen it. Okay. The crowd fucking, there were basically functionally zero problems. Had a couple people pass out. That was it. Like that was, that was the extent of like, so like everybody was cool. So like Maynard brings a fucking good crowd and everybody fucking behaves. That's going to get fucking 10 out of 10 on Jay's scale right there. You know okay. what I mean? That was good. That was very good. And then the performance aspect, I know Maynard Maynard likes to use Pucifer as kind of like and, and 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 to a certain extent perfect circle as his more like rock star persona to get that part of his you know personality out. Um Puc no, I know Pucifer was not 10 out of 10. Jesus Christ, no the fuck they weren't. Maynard no, was. No, 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 no. No, the crowd, the crowd was 10 out of 10. Like, no, Pucifer was not 10 out of 10. Jesus Christ, like hey, this is our podcast, dude. I don't fucking suck anybody's fucking dick here, dude. Like just because it's fucking just because it's fucking Maynard, dude, doesn't mean a fucking thing to me. Okay, doesn't mean a fucking thing to me, dude. Like Pucifer kind of sucks. If you want my fucking honest opinion, I would have never fucking. I would have been. I'd have been fucking mad if I bought their fucking albums. Like, I, I like. Up. I like a perfect circle much better. Anyway. Oh, oh, 110 fucking percent. Pucifer fucking put me to sleep, dude. It's like that's the shit I want to fucking like fall asleep to after I fucking like pull up fucking like Pornhub and fucking jerk off before I fucking go to bed. You know what I mean? Like. That's like, that music was just not my fucking cup of tea. Nowhere on my fucking Baskin Robbins fucking scale of fucking like what I would listen to on any given fucking day, like on my, of my own volition. Like that was a severe disappointment for me. Uh, the crowd was fucking amazing. And Maynard's, Maynard's performance. I did like the performance aspect of it. There was a lot more of a theatrical thing. He had a couple of interludes with uh, some short videos that showed on these big screens. Uh, there were stage actors that came out and did a couple things. I'm not going to fucking ruin any of that for anybody who uh, like actually likes Pucifer and paid money to see them. Um, so that part, that part was also pretty fucking like pretty fucking like a okay in my book. So that part's going to get probably like a seven of ten as far as like the the performance aspect. So all told, the music fucking sucked. Okay, performance was fucking good and the audience was fucking great. Pucifer on Jay's fucking Roadhouse, believe it or not, is getting a fucking like semi fucking flaccid fucking like six out of ten, dude. You're getting fucking bare minimum average here. You know, five and a half, six, you know, where it's like 
just big enough to do the job, but you're not getting, you know, you're not getting fucking gaped out. Fucking six inches out of 10, dude. Like fucking top of the bell curve. That was, that was the most mediocre fucking like, like disappointment of a fucking concert I've probably been to yet. Like if Yusufer comes through Kansas city again, um, I'm not going to be there like working or fucking in attend in attendance. Like love Maynard, love tool. Fucking Yusufer is fucking definitely like big disappointment in Jay's fucking world. Sorry. So that was Jay's roadhouse for the week. Fucking back to you, John. Oh man. It, very, very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. Um, I've never been the biggest Pussifer fan, you know. I, whatever, I, I will say, say that. I don't, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know. But like I said, I've always been more into. I've. I, I think a perfect circle is the best iteration. I. I, I love Tool. <laughs> I hope. I hope. I hope. I hope I retain. I hope I retain my drive and thirst for life as long as Maynard has into his because he's like motherfuckers like get you know he's pushing fucking. He's and he still has energy and he still has a lot of really good like, he really like. I don't know. Just freaking. Yeah. Kind of glad yeah. I kind of glad I missed them as a band. Like I'm really I do happy. like I do like the Pussifer cover of Bohemian Rhapsody though. It is a good They did not play that. If see, um, if see if they had played if they had played that mic, I probably would have been a little bit more on board because that would have been a really cool moment in the show. Yeah, it's right? a good cover. It's on their album. You should take a listen to it. It's very that good. That one I'm yeah, I gotta check more, that out. Yeah, I'd be more inclined. A lot of it was it just yeah, their music like, is quite their music is quite boring. It almost feels like a Mike Patton project, like a weird side. Yeah, I was project. gonna say like fucking like fucking very, tomahawk, tomahawk or yeah, fucking very niche, very niche. It's different. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, what was this? Uh, what's the dude from Primus? Uh, uh, Les Claypool. Oh, like, yep. Flying Flying Frog Brigade, or you know, like some of that shit, where it's just like, yeah. If if you're into it, it's cool. If you're into it, it's cool. God, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't heard Les Claypool's name in fucking years. Holy shit. You know. <laughs> Dude, he, was, like, he was circulating on Reddit a few weeks ago because people were reposting the video of them playing the South Park song live yeah. with Trey Parker and Matt Stone. So it was kind of all over the place a few weeks ago. Oh, no shit. I saw Primus open yeah. up for Slayer fucking three years ago today. No I saw Primus open up for Slayer about 20 years ago. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're here in our news. Um, we're going – so this week – um, I didn't tell Jay yet, but I'm going to meet up with Jay this week, and we're going to talk about the VR that kills people. Oh, yeah. Because that's going to be a super long conversation. That, so that'll be extra content that you guys could look forward to this week. Um, I, I know, I know, Jay. I, I know, Jay. I know, Jay. I didn't tell you, but I'm telling you now. It's been a crazy week, but the one new... Like a long conversation about that. Yeah, because that... Fun. Yeah, that's, that's literally a whole, like, 30-minute conversation there. But what I do want to talk about real quick... <laughs> Is the McCrispy McDonald's gamer chair? What the fuck is this? What? So the McDonald's crispy yeah. gamer chair. I'll show you a picture of it in a minute. Greaseproof no. le leather and an integrated burger warmer feature in the McCrispy <laughs> Ultimate Gaming Chair, created by the fast food chain McDonald's in the limited edition of oh oh the McDonald's chair. Yes, designed for <laughs> multitasking. The black and yellow chair comes with standard features. Yeah, let me uh. Right a fry after holder, a fry holder, it comes yeah, a fry holder, a nugget holder, and a cup holder. Right after I get done talking shit about fucking Maynard, like the most like anti everything guy ever. Like we're gonna sit, we're gonna come, we're gonna start fucking fawning over a fucking McDonald's chair. God. It looks comfortable though. It looks. It even cool. has a place to hang a freaking hand towel so you can wipe <laughs> your hands off. 
is it sure is, is it sure for the food are I, you sure it's for I the food call that a, yeah it's a nut rag holder <laughs> i mean you can always instead of putting the fries in the fry holder that could be where you keep your lotion now yeah it's i agree cinch. i think this is the fab chair this is the fab chair it's the mccrispy the mcfapper after you're done fapping in it (laughs) the the, the mcfapper yeah but it's got the you know it's got your traditional bumblebee black and yellow look to it it looks comfortable as shit stain stainless leather um it needs to be fucking stainless (laughs) you know um and we've lost jay the only thing that i don't (laughs) The so only thing I about fucking Pucifer and then like I'm gonna fucking probably end up buying this chair to keep my burgers warm. <laughs> so it's a limited edition and there's a contest. I'm so it's not like you can't just go out and buy it. Somebody's gonna sell one it. person. That's, see, that's bullshit. That's yeah, bullshit. that is bullshit. Because like I'm such I'm such a failure to my generation right now. Because like <laughs> I want to fucking sell out to that. <laughs> like, I mean, like it keeps your burgers warm. Like I want warm burgers when I when I game. Look you know at it. Mean? It has a beer yeah. holder for Jay. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's got everything. It's got everything you need. The, the, the only thing that is missing, and this is for me, this is a big thing, is the little ottoman thing there. You know, with little leg, when you put your legs up. Put your yeah. legs up. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's not there. I don't want to buy a fucking extra ottoman. You know, these so, chairs come built in now. So. Uh, Dylan Mason has a good point. The weight limit on this chair needs to be a lot higher than most gaming chairs <laughs> just because it's a fucking McDonald's gaming chair. Like, this is the epitome of obesity in America right here. Yeah. What is, wait a minute. What's, what's the fucking weight limit on it that you need that it needs to go higher? What is, what's the fucking weight limit? Like, so most gaming chairs, if, if we're going to say, if we say it's going to be about what most gaming chairs weight limit is, it's between it, it, they typically max out at about 200, 250 pounds. Um, I'm a bigger dude. So I weigh three, 350 right now. Um, and I have to special order fucking desk chairs. Because yeah. the the pe- the 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 hydraulic piston in them, if it's not rated for three hundred and fifty pounds, I can use the chair, but the piston wears out super fast, and then it no longer raises and lowers. Or if it collapses, you get like a fucking piston up your ass. Or that. It's it's kind of like cleaning a machine gun without knowing how to clean the machine gun. But see, really, really, the weight rating is just in that hydraulic piston. Right. That's where the weight rating's for. So the rest of the materials for the chairs, every chair that's rated for bigger people. I wonder why they don't just make them like that anyways. Like, our country's been fat as fuck for, like, two generations. Like, why aren't they already rated for, like, fucking three or 400 pounds? Like They're not reading either, because Jay. They're not reading. They're also not fucking reading. You, you fucking morons. I read books. Jay. You fucking idiots. Like, you're all fucking illiterate, dude, out there. Fuck. <laughs> the reason they're fat not no. rating them for fat people to begin with is because the manufacturers of these chairs are to- Taiwan, China, Japan. Countries where people are typically smaller. Mm. That does- that, but if it's getting shipped here, what companies are okay? It makes you wonder why who's making. No, I'm, like, why? I'm gonna uh, yeah, I'm about to go like on a severe like anti corporate rant. So like I'm oh yeah, <laughs> if they're being fucking sold, if it's being sold here 
and you're allowing it to be sold in your store, whatever your store is, and it's not rated above like 200 pounds, you know, like, I, I no, yeah. I, I totally get you. Well, I'm just, I'm just going with the, I'm just going with the, you know, the, the supply chain answer for that is the suppliers of the product are companies based in those co- countries where obesity isn't as big of an issue. Well, we're going to fix that. We're going to put a bunch of problems <laughs> in their fucking country, dude. And we're going to fucking fatten them up. All right. All right that's what we're going to do. That's the fucking We're plan. having this talk while he's eating bacon. <laughs> I mean, I can eat he doesn't want to be... Bacon. He I, wants to break the McCrispy. That's what I. I'm not. I am not. I'm not. I. I can eat bacon because I'm because I can. Like I'm. I'm. I do. I do enough. I do enough that I'm allowed a bacon. A bacon, bacon day. Man. Well, True. You're goddamn right. It's bacon fucking sexy, man. dude. Yep. And and guys, uh, we're we're coming up to the end. Mike J. Thank you so much for coming, man. Jay, thank you for of bringing course. him back. You know, Joe, thank you for thank you for you know producing once again. We're I think we're starting to get a feel for this. I think now we're starting to get a feel for it. we're because the last time we had Mike J on, we had game show music from YouTube as our title music, and now you know it, it a lot a lot has changed and a, a, a lot of things have happened with you between that time. Congratulations on twenty five years for a, for a for a smaller. For a smaller video game company, you know that's incredible. You know, Fallout just yep. did 25 years. Um, another game is celebrating 30 right now, and to hear that Postal has gone 25 years and still has yep. the following that you guys do, it's it's fucking cool. Congratulations yeah, on it's that. Weird, where man. where the it's fuck weird. Can, where the fuck can we find you? Where the hell can we buy your games? Uh, where can we listen to you? Um, unfortunately, our most popular social media is our Twitter, which is a hellscape, but it is popular. We oh have, my God. It's probably not going to be in business for very much longer, too. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But at RWS Studios. Are y'all paying Twitter, the $8 a book. month to be able to have the blue no, check mark? No. no. <laughs> we, that's, actually, that's actually a true story. We were verified, and then we needed to change our handle because we were trying to unify handles, and you lose your check mark when you oh. change your handle. And now I can't get re-verified again. I've tried multiple times and I've been rejected almost instantly. Just well, they won't let me he's get trying really, really, He's trying really, really hard to fucking sink that ship, dude. I, like, I get to crazy the speed run he's going to lose $44 billion. I guess he really doesn't like people <laughs> talking shit about him on Twitter. It's, it's pretty nuts. But uh, yeah, so Twitter, RWS Studios. Um, our TikTok is pretty popular. I'm not as active on there these days, yeah. but it got really popular really fast. Also, RWS Studios. Um, our website's gopostal.com. We have a bunch of stupid games and products there we sell. Um, if you're on Steam and you want to check out our products, just search for Postal on, on Steam. And, and coming soon to a PlayStation 4 and 5 near you will be Postal 4. And next year, will be Brain Damaged. We'll be there as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to contact me, hit me up, MikeJ at gopostal.com. And, uh, you know, I'll answer all your stupid questions. And again, thank you. You've been, you've actually been really act. You've been active in our community a few times. I see you in there. It, it's cool. It's cool to to have you as a friend of DD two fourteen gaming. Um, yeah, uh, thank you guys. Uh, a childhood friend of Jay's. It's it's cool to have you. It's here. It's cool to hear so much more, man. And in saying that, guys, <laughs> we have reached another hundred and sixty eight hours. Thank you so much for coming. Um, you guys already know what the deal is. Every single week, we promote it. We talk about it. Every single motherfucking week national suicide hotline 
is 1-800-273-TALK. 1-800-273-8255. You can also dial star 988. It's easier, faster access. Someone is here to talk to you today. We were just talking about earlier, uh, Jason David Frank. Uh, it's it's possible that he possibly took his own life. Guys, you don't have to be that guy. Talk to somebody today. There is so many different avenues that you can take. Uh, if it's not your friends, if it's not your family, go to Google. They're, they'll answer you. They're, they're ready for you. They're here to listen to your story today. Mm. Yeah, we just uh, and, got to know from our producer that uh, Jason David Frank, it's been confirmed confirmed by his daughter that uh, you know, he did, in fact, pass away. So, yeah. So, guys, yeah. you know, hug each other today. Love each other. Um, you know, I'm coming up. I'm coming up on the one year anniversary of my of my mother in law's passing. You know, this is a you know, this is a trying time, especially with the holidays, guys. We're here for you. Be there for each other. We love you. Make your fucking bed. Brush your teeth. Mike J, thank you. You you sons of bitches yep. have a good fucking day. You guys too. Thank we'll you. see you in 168. Thank you guys. Thank you.